0: This is Frontierland with Dr. Dean Allen. Kenneth Denton is a controversial figure in Port Elizabeth. When I first moved to the city, I was told repeatedly how this wealthy Irishman had bought up large parts of the historic Central District, but has failed to deliver on his promises and develop the area. I'm a great believer, though, in meeting people myself and allowing them to tell their own version of events. It is a privilege therefore that Ken Denton, a fiercely private man, has trusted me to give him a platform here on Frontierland to tell his side of the story, and more importantly, explain his plans for the future of the city. I think you'll agree, it makes for an enlightening listen. Enjoy. So, first of all, Ken, welcome back to Jobeca, Port Elizabeth. Uh, What does this city mean to you?
1: Uh, it, It brings me a lot of joy to be here. Every time I come in, it's, um, it's just I, I feel it's a place that I can express myself. I feel very much at home, I feel very welcomed. So um, um, I come often, um, and um, I did live here for a few years, so it, it is uh, my home, and my daughter Ziza was born here and lived here for a while, um, so yeah, it's, it's home. It's a certainly a special place
0: that 's for sure. I mean, as you know i I moved here um, last year and I uh, fell in love with the town and its people. but tell us about that first visit. I believe it was in the nineties um, and I, I believe that you bur- you actually purchased property on one of your first visits, and wasn't it wasn't a case of experiencing the friendly city first
1: hand that uh, visit was in february ninety eight so that was what almost twenty five years ago well wow, yeah, yeah. And I was going to Pretoria, and I came here to visit a friend, Soren Christensen. Um, he had a screen printing business in Dublin for many years beside mine, and we'd worked together. And I came to visit him, and I had no intentions of buying anything or whatever, but within a few days, I, I was romanced into buying my first house. <laughs> What happened? It was quite an interesting story. Like you said, you had no intention of buying anything. Yeah. um, uh, Soren said that he'll have a little drive around the place and uh, just give me an idea of what's happening. We were going for a coffee um, and we pulled up uh, outside a house that had a for sale sign and he he, um, was was just chatting about it. It was a Monday morning and uh, we weren't quite awake. But um, this um, lovely blonde woman just came across to our car and she said, ''Are you interested in the house?'' <laughs> um, we, we thought, Mm, I don't know.'' But, um, you know, we had all day to do nothing and we, we thought, "Well, oh, why not?'' ''Let's go and have a look.'' Um, and we, we had a look, didn't think too much more of it, uh, and uh, went and had a coffee in Parliament Street. And a couple of days later, uh, she phoned me to ask me. And just then, I don't know why, I just said, "Yeah, I'll buy it." Amazing, amazing. So it was. Uh,
0: and then you were very impressed by the uh, the after sale service. This family managed everything for you, which you
1: were completely bowled over by, I believe. The uh, Gillespies, um, Sue Gillespie, she she was agent on it at the time. Her father was a um, senior partner in Pagdans, they gave me all the help that I needed. Um, I came back in, uh, a few months later uh, and stayed at the house, they, they had made it beautiful, they organised painting, absolutely everything. It was such a welcome, I uh, will a- always cherish that. So you fell in love with the city through the people indirectly
0: through, a, through buying a house here. Yeah sure it's it's the people i mean that makes a city without a doubt i mean uh, you come from a very famous city you come from the city of dublin of course in uh, in ireland having spent three or four years living in ireland myself it is a special place that's for sure but tell me a little bit about your your background in those early years and your family life uh, was property always on the on the horizon and when did your interest uh, in this kind of business start
1: My my family um, (coughs) lived a simple life. They they had no property interests other than the uh, family home we lived in, which my mother still lives in to this day. They bought it in 1959 uh, for (laughs) (laughs) Um, £1,706. But apart from that, we we, we had no interest. Uh, My interest was sparked by a school friend, Louis Maguire, and... He and um, his family were quite well to do, the father was a solicitor and they had a summer house and on one of the um, trips they brought me along uh, to, to the Sin Galway in the west of Ireland and his mother and father were talking about property and how things could be made better and that sparked my interest. Amazing mm-hmm. um, and do you come
0: from an entrepreneurial family? Uh, no, no, so this is something yeah. within you. you. You decided to walk your own path, as it, as it were, in business. Because a lot of people yeah. like to rely on that that paycheck at the end of the month from a from a company. But you were different. When did that when did that come about?
1: Um, well, I, I I did start off with a paycheck, <laughs> and um, it, it it was uh, very comfortable. And then uh, circumstances. Um, uh, caused caused things to change, and um, I uh, was working in in London, getting a, you know a moderate salary, and um, I decided to buy a little place to live in, um, and then realised I could actually rent that out for a lot more than the place I was currently renting, and I, I did that, and one thing happened after another, and ultimately I, I was too busy to be able to have a full-time job. Right. So it, it wasn't something I intended to do, it just I reacted to circumstances along the way. Well, And that's brought you, of
0: course, to South Africa and certainly this this wonderful city that we're in at the moment. You've become the biggest uh, private owner of, of property in the history of Port Elizabeth here. Um, so you're known very much in this city. In fact, we're sitting in an office in one of the shopping malls that you, that you own. So when did this um, uh, idea that uh, South Africa would be on the on the horizon because I believe you've got international investments and why is South Africa such an important part of your portfolio?
1: The I- interest in South Africa was was sparked by my good friend Soren christensen uh, who, who was living in Ireland and um, he he spoke so well about it. He, he went to uh, the old grade School here. He came here at the age of nine, um, and um, he he just loved the place. So I was curious and about the whole apartheid thing and the um, dynamics of politics, and so at the time it was a great uh, curiosity of mine. So um, I, I was always interested to come and visit, um, and. Um, I think uh, after 1994, I thought if if things were calm and if it looked like the next elections were were going to be peaceful, um, I would love to be part of um, growing uh, and be part of that growing that change that uh, was was about to take place, I I felt it would be nice.
0: Sounds like a very similar story to myself. I arrived in the mid-90s, an Englishman in Stellenbosch, which was quite unusual. But I felt an energy about the country. I mean, there was a lot of pessimism at the time. People were uncertain about the future. But there was also this idea that there was opportunity here. For someone um, who was dynamic, somebody who could see that possibility, I think the opportunities are endless, of course. Uh, Is that something that you still recognize in our country today, or was that something special about that sort of post-apartheid era?
1: If anything, I believe that the, the opportunities are uh, greater now than then. Um, at, at the time, there was a, a lot of fear and uncertainty, um, whereas now uh, people are, are very sure of, uh, well, reasonably sure of where, where the, um, the direction of the com- country is going. So <clears throat> um, it's much easier to invest, you, know, you you'll have uh, Uh, a better idea of what the outcomes are going to be. So I think the opportunity is actually better now. Well, I know having spoken
0: to you and spent some time with you that you're also a big fan of history, Um, you've certainly um, you put heritage high on your list when it term- in terms of your property involvement as well. But we know that we're sitting in a very historical city. Um, the history of central Port Elizabeth, for example, dates back to 1820, as we know, and as such, it's the second oldest city suburb in the country. So when I moved to this city myself, obviously as a historian, I acquired about many of our old historical buildings that appear to be derelict. Um, I was told at the time that, that th- an Irishman had bought them, and I'm sitting with you now, um, but they, for me they appeared sort of neglected and this led to my questions about what was happening with these buildings and many people responded um, that they didn't know what your intentions were and I, th- I think that that leads can we say many people in Port Elizabeth to perhaps be suspicious of your motives can you put their minds at rest now and have you, do you think you've been misunderstood
1: it's a mixture and certainly with with some people um, I have been um, there are other people who understand where we're going and this is a very slow process and um, so um, I've I've never really put much effort into communication which is a weakness of mine Uh, so um, and sometimes, for strategic reasons, I I would um, keep my thoughts to myself, particularly if if I wanted to acquire further properties to be able to complete a bigger dream.
0: You've said on on several occasions that this is a slow process, that you're a long-term investor. Um, That's very much strategic, isn't it? Changes can't be made overnight, and I believe that you need to to, uh, buy property in a certain area and develop an influence in that area
1: to make those positive changes? For sure. Um, there, there are a, a lot of difficulties uh, in the city because the historic properties were designed at a time where we um, didn't have motor cars. and um, if you want a place to be successful, you, you need to be able to have car parking, uh, which hasn't been provided in, in many cases. There, there needs to be a certain amount of surgery to, to make it fit for purpose for today. Um, at the same time, you, you, you don't want to dilute the charm and history and ambience of it. So it's, it's a. Um, slow and tedious path to, to work out exactly what to do and how to do it.
0: You've changed the landscape of, of central in many people's opinions. I mean, that came about by um, perhaps renting out those properties, but you've got a very um, philosophical view of, of, of how to allow people to, to, to live in certain properties and, and rent according to their, of what they can afford. I mean, can you explain that?
1: Look, we've we've been brought up by a a very straightforward working class family Um, and um, my brother and sisters are very clear that everybody should be treated equally. Um, So that's really important. Um, I accept that there's a lot of people who are uh, stressed financially It's hard to make ends meet, particularly hard here, Um, and I I don't believe in making it difficult, so I I don't want to charge my tenants deposits, um, and um, I I believe everybody should have equal opportunity uh, in in terms of being able to rent places.
0: In terms of what you have achieved, um, one, of the, one of the most remarkable areas for me is the Heritage Cafe precinct, the Donkin Village, can we call it? You can see that those old buildings have been transformed with love and care and incredible workmanship as well. Uh, but it's been reported in the press of the battles you've faced to secure planning permission, particularly for those heritage buildings. Do you see progress being made in that area?
1: I, I, I think with the heritage approval system um, uh, it's um, it's in need of an overhaul. Um, I'm used to uh, dealing with heritage in Ireland uh, with Antashka, or in England with the the national heritage uh, and they're very supportive Uh, and in fact they give uh, financial grants and so on so it's not a burden to, to own uh, properly, they, they they share the journey with you. Here, um, that there isn't a proper system in place for giving approvals, and I, I've waited for years uh, to try and get approvals. In fact, in 2006, I made an application for the old post office, and uh, I'm I'm still waiting for an outcome on that one. So. Um, you know, a couple of years ago we, we managed to get uh, quite a lot of permissions through, but it's um, it's unfortunate that these things shouldn't take long. They, they should be a matter of weeks, not a matter of years. We need to work together to grab the opportunities that come. Because I might have an opportunity to rent a place and I need to do it within a few months, um, uh, and if, if I can't give certainty that I'll have it ready, then that opportunity goes away and people get despondent. Because I know you believe in small businesses, don't you?
0: Entrepreneurship. You'd like to encourage certainly local people to benefit from the infrastructure we've got in this city. Um, I know you're behind a lot of our big shopping centres and malls in this city, but you also believe in those local um, artisans and people who provide um, incredible, incredible uh, work and uh, services. And that's part of your plan
1: for these, these areas, isn't it? Indeed, there is a lot of skill um, and talent in Port Elizabeth that has been completely underutilized and um, uh, my mission is is to have venues for for people to be able to carry out um, their, their, their skills or their craft or to be able to sell because Uh, Unfortunately, the shopping centres don't really have much of a space for that. It's gone, you know, the usual lineup of national tenants, which give us good value and selection and serve us well. But we're we're missing out on on that small shopkeeper, the uh, artisan who's going to make soaps or um, cut fabric or. make make things and we, we, we need to be able to have a venue for them so that's what I'd like to be able to do. And we were talking uh, the other day about the models
0: you've sort of created where you can share in, in somebody's business as well so there's kind of an ownership a shared space where perhaps you give them the opportunity and then perhaps you share in, in the profit that is made and that you've experienced is actually an incredibly profitable model.
1: Yes, we, we, we tried a small market at Moffat in, in one, one of the shops and um, it, unfortunately we couldn't continue it because we, we had other commitments um, for, for the space. Um, but I, I was absolutely surprised that um, by, by taking a small percentage of their turnover to contribute towards everything, that that was actually so significant. It was actually better than the commercial rent. So you know, apart from um, it, it being a nice thing to do, it's actually good business. Well that's innovation
0: and I think you're an innovator Ken and you can see that opportunity for people at the ground level as well and as you said we've got so much talent here in the city but one of the things you passionately believe in clearly is is the word hope but uh, I understand that you've actually incorporated this into an acronym the heart of Port Elizabeth can you tell us about a little bit about that project and your views
1: and your hopes for the future? The heart of Port Elizabeth is um where it all started commercially and that that's uh, around the uh mini square which was formerly called market square of course where people would trade <coughs> and that area has gone very quiet um and um I, I like the word heart because that's where it started that's the pulse of the city um, and we we need to um give it a little assistance and Buildings like Newspaper House, the, the Old Post Office and a number of other buildings around there have uh, incredible potential uh, to, to be able to be great visitor spaces and, um, you know, <coughs> who, who wouldn't want to go to the heart of the city if it was uh, polished up. Um, there, there are difficulties, uh, heritage difficulties, there's um, a certain amount of planning difficulties, uh, and uh, car parking issues and the solutions for all of these so um, next year I'm, I'm looking to um, get started in, in putting that together and ho- hopefully uh, we will we'll have the right support and the right consents to be able to, to do it in a sustainable way I've met so many people who are passionate about this city
0: uh, the region and for me Um, that's that's a real benefit we've got people who are invested here they've lived here all their own life or like myself I've moved into the region and fallen in love with it are there any particular forums in which you can engage with people with particular talents that can help you achieve these things? Because it must be one heck of a job to do this all on your own. Um, as you've uh, said before, you're an investor as, as opposed to perhaps a property developer. It's for other people to come in and perhaps put their input into a, a building you have, uh, you have um, bought and, dare I say, protected. Um, can you can you give us any idea of how people can reach out to you and what you're doing and, and to to help you achieve these dreams of, of making this city a better place for us all?
1: If if I can connect with people who would like to um, live, work, or entertain within these uh, places, um, that that would be fantastic. Um, because all of these lovely buildings, especially around Duncan Street, are, are meaningless uh, if it hadn't got all of those uh, very good creative people occupying them. And um, we'd like to do a lot more of that. So th- that's probably the most Im- Im- important part of it. Um, in terms of forums and so on, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I'm certainly open to consideration if anybody has any ideas around that and I'd certainly participate. Uh, I'm very happy to meet people uh, when when I'm here um, and uh, see what we can do uh, to to progress this. Perhaps that's something I can help with, because having met you, Ken,
0: um, I can see that your intentions are certainly right for this city, Uh, you're not going anywhere, you're invested like the rest of us in this. But finally, as someone who has certainly got a definite hand in shaping Port Elizabeth Korberga, can you give us an indication of how you
1: see the future of the city? I think the um, future of the city uh, will be a slow but steady growth. Um, I I don't think we're going to see any drastic change one way or another. And my initial investment here was actually driven by that, it's 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 not a city kind of at its peak that can decline, Um, so it's it's at a, a, a very comfortable base level. Um, and I I only see uh, growth in the city. Uh, The changes that have happened in the city over the last 25 years, how much it's developed, uh, are incredible. Um, Living here every day you don't really see it, you just get used to it, but you know just take a snapshot of 25 years ago and look at it today, Uh, this is great and I I see the same thing moving forward Um, and I would like to see a lot more emphasis on entertaining and making it a fun place uh, for, for people, not for foreign tourists or whatever to come, but just for its own people. If, if it's a fun place for the, our people and we've got lots of interesting venues, uh, well then people from further afield will want to come and join us, but, but we, we start by looking after uh, it locally and see where it goes from there. Well, your passion is clearly
0: there, Ken, and I hope you continue with your work to help us make the city uh, great again and to to make Port Elizabeth Quebec, one of of South Africa's main attractions. Like you say, not just for foreign visitors, but for people here in this country who sometimes have forgotten us. And uh, as you know, we've got an incredible history. But thank you for your time today and uh, for us allowing us to get to know you a little bit more.
1: Thank you. That was Frontierland with Dr. Dean Allen. For more
0: podcasts, visit algoafm.co.za.